You're listening to the Life Coaching Secrets Podcast, episode number 84. Did you know that life coaches are needed now more than ever? I'm Frank Macri, founder of Thriving Coach Academy. I've trained over a thousand coaches and helped them launch their own successful coaching businesses. If you want to make an incredible income and impact as a coach and have a lot of fun doing it, I'll show you exactly how to get it done. This is Life Coaching Secrets. What's up, coaches? In this episode, I'm going to talk about how to get speaking gigs to grow your coaching business. And I'm really excited to share this because in my journey as a coach over the past eight years, I have leveraged public speaking opportunities as a way to establish myself and to attract clients. Um, So in this episode, I'm going to break down very specific strategies that you can apply to get speaking gigs, even if you've never had a speaking gig before. And this might be a good episode where you pause and you take notes because I am going to go over specific strategies strategies and steps you can take. Now, of course, there's only so much I can cover in a short podcast episode, but I want you to know that we do provide a lot more support, many more resources to help get you going as a speaker. It's one of the bonuses we include in our, in our tuition, we help our coaches learn how to establish themselves as speakers so they can confidently present in front of groups and also know how to attract clients through speaking opportunities. Now, if you are someone that wants to have credibility and you want to be taken seriously, I think that also presenting yourself as a speaker is one way to do that. So when you decide that you're a coach, you can also decide to call yourself a speaker, There is no person that needs to give you permission to call yourself a public speaker. So in this moment, you can right now decide that you are a public speaker, just like that. And I think it's important to do that because when you speak in front of groups, it's going to expand your network and it's also going to provide you with ways to connect with people. And those many of those people will decide they want to hire you as 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 their coach. And it also creates an additional stream of revenue for your business as well. So you can have the revenue that you generate from your coaching clients and also the revenue you generate from speaking opportunities. There's a lot of money to be made um, from public speaking. So being a being a coach and being a speaker very much complement each other. Um, So. There's a lot to to really understand when it comes to like the best way to uh, become a, a great public speaker. And there's a lot of people out there that make it very complicated, but I like to make everything very simple. So I'm going to share with you the simplest way to not just get one speaking gig, but also how do you turn one speaking gig into 10, okay? So you're able to continue to, to grow um, by without having to put in nearly as much effort as a lot of other people out there might tell you need to do. Um, so before I even go into strategies, I know that when I talk about public speaking, some people immediately tune out because they think, oh, there's no way I'm going to be in front of a group. There's no way I'm um, captivating enough, interesting enough. I don't have stories to share. I don't have expertise to share. I'm too introverted and blah, blah, blah. So this is all garbage that your brain is feeding you. <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm telling you this because from my own experience, okay, when I got started as a coach, as a business owner, you, you would have never been able to tell me that just within a few years, I would be in front of rooms leading 
uh, weekend-long workshops. I would be presenting in front of executives. I never would have thought that was even possible for me. Um, I am someone that grew up very introverted and very shy. I was the type of person that would sit in the back of the classroom and never raise my hand. Um, I would wait until someone spoke to me um, and then I would reply. I would never just speak unless I was given permission to speak. Um, so I had a lot of insecurity around my voice as well, the way it sounded, and uh, just didn't really think I had much value to offer to the world. Just the fact that I am even here making a podcast and sharing my voice um, week after week, all of these episodes, it is a testament to the power of coaching because coaching is what allowed me to get rid of all of that mental garbage and realize that I do have something valuable to offer and my voice does matter. So my story is not just my story. It's also the story of many people. And it could be also a story, your own story as well, that's unfolding for yourself. Um, so just because you might have insecurities around the idea of speaking, uh, I want you to know that your voice matters and you have something very special to offer. Um, I think that what people crave more than anything, as I've you know had a lot of experience speaking nowadays, I find that people really crave authenticity and, and realness. So if your idea, I think when people hear of public speaking, they associate that with like uh, maybe TEDx, where it's very much scripted and it's memorized and it's polished and it's professional and all that. You know, being a public speaker doesn't mean that you have to present like you are on the stage at TEDx or some kind of big speaking conference. You can really create whatever experience you want and you can have a ton of fun with it and make it really engaging and interactive. Um, so I want you to be open to the, to the possibility that you have a lot of qualities within you that would make you a great speaker. Um, and that even if you're an introvert or shy, you are still able to be very impactful. Um, you might be surprised to know that some of the most influential people in our time and in history are also introverts. People like Barack Obama, Eleanor Roosevelt, Abraham Lincoln, Gandhi, Winston Churchill, Meryl Streep. Like there's so many different celebrities and people that you just think, oh, they just love being in the spotlight. It's so natural to them. Uh, but, but really, there are many people that are introverted and they are also very influential as a speaker. So just be open to the possibility as I go through these strategies that you have a speaker within you. And again, inside the academy, we give you a lot more coaching and a lot more support to make sure that you are really captivating a group and you know doing it by honoring who you are and bringing your authenticity to your speaking opportunities, not feeling like you have to you know, change who you are to be successful at this. Okay, so let's go into the exact strategies. Now, I will say that I am going to share strategies assuming that you already have an idea of what topic it is that you want to speak on or what kind of niche it is that you want to work with in your coaching business. Now, in the academy, of course, we'll help you figure out your niche and your specialty. That is a whole different topic, but you will have some kind of focus that you're going to speak, right? You've got to have something to speak about. So maybe it's navigating a career challenge or a relationship struggle or some kind of financial situation people go through, or maybe even helping them with some health-related concerns that they might have. So you'll have some type of focus with your speaking, and this is going to guide you through all of, of the following steps that I'm going to share. So step one is you are going to create a document, and you're going to take just an hour of your time to find as many groups as you can that would love to have a speaker like you. 
okay? Because there are groups right now that are already bringing together your ideal audience, your ideal clients. So you want to ask yourself that question, where are my ideal clients already congregating? Where are they already meeting? And you'll do your research and see if you could come up with at least 20 different groups or communities that are already bringing together your ideal people, okay? So I really recommend meetup.com as a wonderful resource to use. Meetup.com is a platform where groups are able to be formed and events are, are shared and publicized. So it's wonderful for you to check out no matter what city you're in, you'll be able to search for different terms and find groups related to those terms. And I recommend that you get yourself joining those groups and just start to use that as you accumulate your research. Now, I think that the best way to organize your research is by putting all of your findings into a single document. So maybe it's Google Sheets or Excel. You put all of the groups that you find in a single document. Um, you can organize this document by having a column where you list the group names. And then you have a column with perhaps the website of the group. And you have a column for the phone number, a column for the contact um, email that you might find. And then a column for a, a, your contact log. So this means all of the dates in which you are reaching out to that group. This is helpful for you because you will need to follow up with certain groups. Most of the time you'll need to follow up. So this will be a way for you to know when the last time it was that you reached out to the group or spoke with someone who is leading the group. And I also like having a, col a column for notes, general miscellaneous notes. And this is where you will write certain things that you want to remember about the group based off of your research, okay? Now, I know this might sound a little bit tedious, and it absolutely is, but doing this is going to take so much out of your brain and just putting it into a simple document for you to have everything there. It's all organized and you, you'll know exactly where you left off with all these groups because you don't want to use your precious brain energy trying to remember the dozen or there's several dozen different groups that you are reaching out to and getting in touch with. And then my final tip for organizing your, your speaking gig sheet is to color code it. So depending on the status of the group, you want to give it a different color. So I like using red, yellow, green color scheme, where red would mean that it's a no or that group is not looking for speakers, or maybe they're just not a good fit. Green would be that things are good to go, they're progressing, or the speaking gig is scheduled. And then yellow would be somewhere in between, like you're needing to follow up with them or the conversation's still going. Um, so it's just like you're kind of, st it's still in the works. So highlight each group row with the color to represent the appropriate status for that group. So you've got a wonderful list of groups together. Now it's time to move to step two, which is reaching out to those groups. Now, some groups will have a general email or just an overall support email that you'll reach out to, and that's fine. But if you're able to, it's more powerful powerful for you to reach out to the decision maker or the leader of that group. Some groups will have several leaders and I recommend you reach out to all of them because some people might not check their email, they might not respond. So whatever you can do just to get your foot in the door, you want to reach out to that group leader. Now, I also think that it's not a bad idea for you to physically attend one of those groups upcoming events or meetings or conferences, whatever they're doing, why not just go and make yourself be seen and immerse yourself in the group? Because when you're at those events, it's very easy for you to introduce yourself to the group leader and they will remember you just because they're seeing you in person. Okay. Um, so I recommend you do that and also send them a message online. 
And it can be a very simple, sweet message where uh, I like to start out that message with an acknowledgement of that person because it does take a lot of effort to organize a group and create events for a group. So I like to acknowledge the, the group leader first by saying something like, hey, I just joined your group. I want to thank you for forming this community. I really appreciate how you've taken the time to create this. And then the second thing you'll want to say in this message is an introduction of who you are. So you can say, I'm a speaker and a coach. Uh, I love to present presentations on blank topic. And you know, I'd love to see if there's any way I could add value to your group. That's it. You keep it really short and sweet. Okay. So you'll send them a message and sometimes you will get a response. Sometimes you won't and you will follow up. And either way, that's totally fine. The point is you are getting things going. Okay. And the sooner you get things going, the better because a lot of groups plan ahead. They plan out their events for the year. Okay. So the sooner that you can get a conversation going, the sooner it is that you'll get on their radar and on their calendar. Okay. Some, it's very rare that you'll find a group that will just plop you in in front of their audience within the same week or the same month or even the same season. Okay. So you're going to get conversations going. And um, ideally, at some point, you will invite that leader of the group to hop on the phone with you and to start a conversation to see exactly what ways you can support their group and also better understand what their group is about. So this is step three, where you have a call with the decision maker. And this is where you're going to outline a lot of logistics and you're going to figure out exactly what you need to know so that way you can prepare yourself to the best you can of offering value to this group and also making it a win-win so that way you're able to benefit your coaching business while you're also adding value to their group. So you'll have a call with the decision maker of the group and there's an entire sheet that we give you in the academy of different, lots of specific questions that are best for you to ask on this call with a decision maker. I'm not going to go over every single one of those questions right now because it's quite comprehensive, but I do want to highlight some of the most important questions for you to, to clarify with when you are on a call with that decision maker. Okay, so of course, you really want to understand how often they hold events, where do they hold events, and how many people attend their events. So you can have an idea of really what capacity these events are being held in. Um, and there sometimes are events where they have multiple speakers. Maybe that's a conference or they're just having like several people present. So here's a tip whenever there is an event where there's multiple speakers. You want to try to make yourself a speaker who's scheduled right before lunch break or right before any kind of break that happens. And the reason is because you don't want people to just go through your amazing presentation and experience it and then forget about it and hop to the next speaker because sometimes there could be information overload. So you want to have a buffer, if possible, have a way for there to be a break at the end of your, your speaking gig so that way people can really take a next step Maybe they are going to hire you or they're going to sign up for your offer, whatever it might be. And I'll talk about offers a little bit later because you do want to have a space for people to engage with you a bit more right after your event, okay? So one of the other important questions to ask the decision maker about or the group leader is about whether you can make an offer at the end of your presentation, okay? Now, sometimes, in fact, very often you will... Uh, have a speaker be totally okay with it and say yes, which is great. Other times they might say no, <laughs> that they're not allowing that. But there's still ways that you can leverage this opportunity, and I'm going to go over those ways. Um, but you just want to have uh, a conversation about whether it's okay for you to make your offer, okay? 
Now, one of the other things to do in that initial call is schedule ahead of time a post-speaking gig debrief call, okay? So you don't have to call it that. That's just what you can know it as. So I want you to think of the, the idea that when you offer value to a group, of course, they may want to have you back to offer more, but they might not know that you're willing to come back to their group. So if you find a really awesome group with the perfect audience and you enroll lots of clients from doing a speaking gig with them, it only makes sense for you to want to present to that group again. So, I mean, imagine if you found a handful of groups that you speak to each of those groups once or twice a year, every single time it's bringing in clients, then you just have a beautiful stream of clients for your business because you've built a relationship with the group. So you don't have to constantly hustle and find different speaking groups all the time. Okay, so you can tell this group leader that, like, listen, I really am excited to speak to your group. And I'd love to have a conversation with you after the speaking gig is finished because I would love to know how it went for your group and if there's other ways I can add more support to your group moving forward. Okay, so I think it's great to have a some kind of a debrief with the group leader within a week or two after the, the gig finishes. Of course, sooner the better. You want it to be as soon as possible after the gig ends so everything's fresh on, you, on your mind and their mind. And that's a great way for you to... You keep the ball rolling, keep the momentum going, so that way you are still top of mind, and maybe they will schedule you schedule you for another gig for the following year. So you can you know turn one speaking gig into several speaking gigs. Now, one of the big questions that people have is, should you have a speaker fee and should you charge to speak? Now, here's my thought about this. Of course, it's always a good idea to have a speaker fee in mind. Okay, it's it's always a great idea to have that. It really doesn't matter what you charge, but just have something to charge because that will be part of this conversation. Now, there are plenty of groups that have a budget for speakers and they are eager, delighted, and happy to pay you for that. So for example, you might say, you know, I charge $500 for a gig, which by the way is like really nothing, especially if there's a group of like 20, 50 people, you know, and they're, they're just paying you $500 for the hour. It's very minimal per person what that is, Right. So it's, it's okay and it's quite common to charge $500, $1,000, $2,000 for a gig and, and some speakers charge exponentially more than that. So have a speaker fee in mind and be ready to share that with this, the group leader because it is a normal and expected part of the conversation. Now, here's what's going to happen when that conversation, when that part of the conversation comes up. Okay, so perhaps at the towards the end of that call with the decision maker, you can say, so what is your budget for, for speakers? How much are you able to pay or willing to pay? And they are going to tell you one or two things, right? They're going to say what their budget is, or they're going to say that they have no budget. So either way, there is so much possibility here on the table. And I want to make sure that you are handling this in the best possible way. So let's say that they have a budget and that budget falls within your speaker fee. Perfect. You will accept whatever it is. Okay. So if your speaker fee is 500 and they're willing to Uh, to accommodate that, then great, you're going to get paid to speak. And you also might and likely will enroll more clients from the opportunity. So you want to think about the compounding effect. You want to think about the overall return on the investment of your time and energy, because it's not just what the group will pay you to speak. It's also the clients and the revenue that will generate because of your presentation. So you want to make sure you're considering all of that. Okay. So I remember one time I spoke with a university 
I spoke to a and like an MBA program at a university, and I told them my speaker fee was five hundred dollars. They said perfect, great, and they sent me. They gave me a check for five hundred dollars right before the event, which was awesome. So sometimes you will have the group leader say that your fee is either outside of their budget or that they have no budget at all for their group. Now, here's how you want to have that conversation if it comes up. Okay. When that happens, you what you want to say, especially if, if you're kind of new and you know you see that maybe it's still a good opportunity for you to get a return on because the people that they're bringing to your gig are your ideal clients. Um, so there's the potential to make thousands or tens of thousands because you might have these audience members who end up wanting to hire you. So it's not worth it to not take on a speaking gig that's unwilling to pay you whatever, your $500 speaker gig fee because it's not worth it for you to lose out on just that because of the potential return of all the attendees that are there. So what you can say is that, um, you know, you because this is a great group, because this is an opportunity that you really don't want to miss, you'd be willing to waive your speaker fee in exchange for the opportunity to make an offer to the attendees or in exchange for the opportunity to collect the contact information of the attendees. Okay. Um, and I think this is very fair. It's very reasonable. And I've always had groups that were willing to accommodate because they know that, you know, this is your time. This is your energy. You're, you're putting together a preparation for your, your presentation, which by the way, we give you an entire done for you workshop template. So if you're in the academy, you know, we make it very simple for you to put together a presentation. So it's very reasonable for you to still ask for something in return rather than just showing up and like not getting anything that also benefits you, okay? So your uh, decision maker, the group leader, they will say, of course, you know, you're able to collect the contact information or you're able to, you know, talk about your services. Um, That's totally fair. Great. And that's wonderful that now you have a speaking gig that's scheduled with a way for you to, you know, move your coaching business forward and, and invite people to work with you. So that brings us to the next step, which is the the gig itself, the presentation. So as I said, we give you an entire template that helps you put this all together, but you want to just put together a a presentation or some kind of a, a, a delivery that's going to, of course, be really relevant for people, that's going to bring them in and engage them and create a high value experience for them. Now, I recommend some tips for your presentation itself. I recommend having an assistant or a friend join you at your gig because this person can help hand out templates, um, collect information from from the attendees, and just deal with other logistical things so that way you're not wearing all these different hats. You want to be focused on your presentation and staying in your power and leading the group, um, owning like the energy in front of the room. You don't want to have to think about little other things like that. So find an assistant or a friend. Even if you pay an assistant $20, $30, $50, it's so worth it again because you're going to show up at your best in front of the room. Um, And then here's one of the most important things that I want you to know. This is like such an amazing, amazing, amazing resource for you to consider utilizing with your speaking gigs. Make sure for every single speaking gig that you do, you give out a stay connected form at the end of that gig, a stay connected form. So here's what that means, okay? A stay connected form is a one page printout. You're gonna give it to every single person attending 
And on that, they will be able to write their name, their email, their phone number, and also a spot for them to write any comments or feedback that they had about your presentation. And then I recommend you have a series of checkboxes for people to check off to indicate really what they're interested in, what they're not interested in. So for one checkbox, it might say next to the first checkbox, check this box if you are interested in scheduling a consultation with me. Great, check. So all the people who check that off, you will reach out to and schedule a consultation with. Another checkbox could say, check this box if you'd like to receive more updates from my mailing list. So all the people that check that box off, you now have their permission to to add them to an email list that you might have, which is a great way for you to continue to stay in touch with people, let them know about other events or offerings that you have. So great, you're now adding to your email list. And then you want to have a box that says, check this box if you have another group that would love to have a presenter like me. Now, I will tell you, every single speaking gig I've done, I've had people check off that last box and refer me to other groups so that way one speaking gig can turn into 10. Okay, that's the power of the Stay Connected form. And in the Academy, we do have a pre-made Stay Connected form template, so you're able to just print that out and use it and customize it so it works for you. So the the Stay Connected form, this is like gold for you. Make sure that you are using these at the end of your speaking gigs because this is gold, okay? This is how you're going to move things further with all of the attendees that um, came to your event. And you could leave a speaking gig with, you know, people scheduling consults with you, people referring you to other groups, and and a ton of people adding themselves to your mailing list. So you're starting to see the return you can get from a speaking gig, even if you're not paid for the gig itself, right? And of course, if you are paid for the gig itself, that's just an added bonus, right? That's just additional income for you. And that's great. You can make money as a coach. You can make money as a speaker, all right? So After your speaking gig, you're going to have that debrief call within a week, ideally, with the the leader of the group. Again, on this call, you're going to acknowledge that leader for inviting you to speak to their group. Um, You can ask them if there was any feedback shared, and you can ask them about future speaking opportunities that you may have with their group, okay? And this is a great way for you to keep that ball rolling, even if it's getting on their calendar for next year to do the same presentation or just a slightly different presentation, it is absolutely worth it. So very quickly, you'll find that you'll have a, a growing speaking gig opportunity and you only really need a handful of those to see things really start to take off for, off for you, okay? So those are some of my tips for getting speaking gigs. Now, of course, there's so much more, but I don't want to overload you with too much information right now, but that's the big picture. And hopefully you can see how simple it really is to get started as a speaker. And, um, you know, remember when you are a coach, there's so much possibility for you to also just add speaker to to your um, work identity. You are a coach and you are a speaker. And see how you can use speaking gigs as an opportunity to share your voice, to increase your network, to establish your credibility, and also to exponentially grow your coaching business. All right, that's what I got in this episode. Before I go, I'm going to share with you a a little snippet from one of our coaches so they can share their experience with you and some tips for how they've become successful inside the academy. So enjoy their story, and I'll see you in the next episode. Hi, I'm Christopher Michael. Uh, I'm currently a hairstylist in Asheville, North Carolina, and I'm also a student in the Thriving Coach Academy. So when I'm doing hair at the salon, 
I'm really tuned into my client who's sitting in my chair. And I really enjoy having the conversations that I get to have with my clients because anybody in the salon will tell you anything. Um, and they always told me, you're such a great listener. Like, normally it's like, it's like hair and therapy all in one. Um, and so as I was in my own personal development, I realized that the thing I love most about doing hair are the conversations that I get to have with clients as I'm doing their hair. The ability to be like fully present in the conversation with my clients, um, I could tell had a really big impact on them. And so I started to wonder, maybe coaching is more the direction I want to go. If I could just put the scissors down and just sit there and listen and help people with their lives. And what, what a great thing that would be to be able to make a difference for people. What drew me to the Academy initially was uh, the energy that I experienced listening to Frank's podcasts. When I learned about all of the things that it offered, I realized that it had the thing that every other program and training program I've been part of was missing. And that's structure and business development and client marketing, um, doing a podcast, doing a webinar, all of those things have been thoughts I've had in the past. And I was super excited to start this program because there was a lot of training and development in those specific areas. I think my favorite thing about the coaching program or the academy is all of the practice coaching that we get. Um, I've had a lot of training and coaching and just interacting with people and listening uh, in other programs. But what I love about the academy is that there's a lot of specific emphasis put on making you get in, just step into the role, just do the practice coaching. And I get to meet a bunch of really great coaches and I get coaching myself, which also helps. And the energy is always fun. It always feels like such a safe place to grow and to learn. And I always leave every call with the experience that you, that the team is just there really supporting what I'm out to create for myself. The fear that I was having about investing in this program was really based on the thought that I don't, I don't know that my husband's going to approve, or I don't know if I can actually do it. Um, so it gave me some coaching around that. And I had a conversation with my husband about the possibility of joining the program. And there was nothing there for him about why I shouldn't. It was so easy. So I think in that moment, I realized that the only thing that was really getting in my way was this fear that I had about not being able to do it. So here I am. So I thought like, it just, well, just do it. It's an investment and I pay the money and I joined the program and I have been every, every time I'm completely blown away. Like I've paid tens of thousands of dollars over the years for different programs. And I've received a fraction of the training and development I've gotten in this one in just a, to what it's been two months, maybe. And so if you're having the thought that your partner is not going to approve, I would invite you to just have the conversation and show up, show up with the excitement you have for the career you want to create. I'd say my biggest win so far after joining the Academy is knowing myself as somebody who is perfectly capable of having a coaching conversation, of building a coaching business. And as somebody who is worthy of the success that I always carried in the back of my mind, that all the practice coaching and mentor coaching and interactions I have with the team, they've been so validating for what I believe to be the case, um, that I am an awesome person with a lot to give and that I'm worthy of providing value in every coaching session. What I see that's possible for myself is stepping away from the salon while maintaining the connections I've already built with the clients that I have. So I'm not leaving the business. I'm just leaving the craft of hair. Eventually I will step away from that and it will give me freedom where I won't be tethered to a salon. I won't be tethered to, to a specific chair that I could, I could travel more, which is what I, lo I love to travel. If I could go somewhere tropical and have a coaching call, like in a hotel room, right on the ocean, that would be that. I mean, that would be amazing. Um, and being able to get paid while traveling and working and loving what I do. There's great money to be made in the hair industry, but there is, I mean, there's such untapped potential, I think in the coaching industry where you, like you could be anywhere in the world and be doing this, this work. You could have clients anywhere in the world and just to push up a button, build a 
very successful business making, making $10,000 a month. Now that I'm in the program, I've been in the program for two and a half months. It's so obvious to me that the amount of value packed into this program far exceeds, like I've been looking for this program for seven years. I've been in this work seven years and this program has like everything that every other program was missing. It was like maybe missing from this program or this part missing from this program. But this Thriving Coach Academy seems to have all of the elements that were missing piece by piece in all of the other programs in the past seven years. So if you don't want to wait seven years to discover what's possible, then I would say like, just throw yourself into it, throw yourself into it. Cause it's, it's not just a program. It's like really access to the rest of your life. Hey, would you like access to powerful coaching tools you can use on yourself and clients right away? For being a listener of the podcast, I'm giving you a VIP guest pass to get a sneak peek into my coach training program. Inside, you'll learn our coach's secret tool they use to transform their clients' lives. And you'll also get a training on how to launch a coaching business. Just head over to www.thrivingcoachacademy.com slash VIP to get started. I'll see you on the inside.